Hello everyone, welcome back to our channel, The Red Divide. As always, I'm joined with the ever so lovely Mark, my cousin, unfortunately a Man United supporter. That's uh, his biggest downfall in life. Mark, how's it going? Pretty good, actually. A comeback win. Couldn't be happier. Um, yeah, was big surprise. Didn't I won't say I lost hope, but I didn't know if we had it in us to to win the game. I, I thought we'd score one, get the equaliser, and then just hope for the best and hopefully we can nick it. But the boys pushed on, man. I was pretty proud of them. I personally think you guys were quite lucky. You know, Fernandez scoring the winner in the 75th minute. It was slight contact, very, very questionable. A lot of people would say very soft. However, it's a little ball. Sure. It was a penalty at the end of the day. And what's so controversial, it got you the winner from coming 2-0 down. I would have preferred for you guys to lose. But you guys showed a bit of character in the end and getting over the line from 2-0 down, uh, which is quite disappointing. You know, dropping three points, I would have been smiling a lot more. Uh, unfortunately, you guys got over the line and uh, got the result you fought for. So, yeah, congratulations. Something positive for you guys. Well, it's no surprise that you uh, wished that we had lost the game. <laughs> I wouldn't expect anything else from you. Um, I'll tell you what, I was pretty irritated that you guys won. You want to talk about a win? Like, I could not believe it. You know how happy I was when you guys conceded the goal, firstly? Then Trent almost got sent off, and I was like, come on. Carry on, Trent. Just get sent off. Let's do this. And then Van Dijk goes and gets sent off. I'm like, this is awesome. Because I'm pretty sure Trent's about to follow this up. And you guys are going to have nine players in no time. <laughs> and you definitely lose the game. I don't know. You gain it off time. Klopp seems to have some sort of magic juice for you guys. You come out of there. Second half, it was... You guys looked like the better team. So, you guys winning in the end was what you deserved. Not what I wanted. That absolutely sucked for most people in the league, I would say. Because... You know, nobody likes likes Liverpool, so... Um, <laughs> not, not you. Yeah, that was There's that. a lot of people out there that do like Liverpool, but you are ever, you know, <laughs> your your mentality is questionable. But oh. just going back to that, you you have some valid points, right? Trent, you know, the, the first yellow card for Trent. It was unfortunate. Oh, it was soft. I'll it was be a, honest. It was soft. It was a foul on him. You know what I mean? It was the first, first couple of minutes of the game. It was a foul on him. You know, he had a nudge from behind. He went down. Ended up sliding out off of the field, got the ball, you know, threw the ball in the direction so he could get up and run into position out sure. of frustration. You know, I think it was a soft, soft very yellow soft. card. Very and, soft. Um, you know, I think the referee, you know, looked at that and thought, okay, you know, I probably made a mistake. With the second one, you know, the the referee could have given him a yellow card. You know, that that is a yellow card offense. I think he probably looked at the first decision that he made because he gave the yellow straight away. He probably mm -hmm. thought about, okay, this, you know, I probably First made a mistake. I'm not going to give you a yellow. Tough. I can't give him a yellow for this. But then there was a third opportunity where uh, Trent tried to grab the, the player as he was going by. He ended up letting go. You know, that was a yellow. Split decision. You know, if he had like, grabbed on for a couple more seconds, you know, Trent was gone and that would have been the first red. And then, you know, the Van Dyke tackle, you know, I've analyzed it. I've watched it back, you know, the, at the first glance, I looked at it, I'm like, how is this a penalty? There is no way this is a penalty. This, you know, you can actually see the ball moving, but watching the video over and over and over, you can see that Van Dyke, you know, kind of goes through the back of him slightly to try and lick the ball. 
instead of getting goal side, you know, like the, the, the best defender, defender, he knows better. He knows better, right? You know, getting behind goal side, winning the ball. He tried a little bit of a, a cheeky lemmy, nick the ball, and ultimately it, you know, cost Costa. us the red card. And you know, for the first team, though, surprisingly. Yeah, well, there we go, right? <laughs> you, uh, you, you've never had anything good to say about him, but uh, he's our captain, Captain Fantastic at the moment. Yeah, and I think a... the team recognised, you know, going down to 10 men with the captain off the field. I think it was a, a real team effort. The players that came on from the subs bench, Jota and Elliot, you know, everyone worked their socks off. Uh, Newcastle were pushing and they were doing yeah. really well. Almiron on the, the right, cutting in, hitting the, the post, having another shot, Allison saving and then pushing uh, the, the ball out. From was a hell of a save, eh? Hell of a save. Yeah, I thought that was, was a real, real Man, I almost celebrated. I was like, yeah, yeah. oh, you're kidding me. Because, you know, <laughs> and with the luck, it didn't even come off the crossbar and hit him and go in. It landed right next to him and he yeah. was able to get it out. Like, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, I've, that happened to David De Gea last year. He saved it onto the post or crossbar. I don't remember, but came down, hit him and went in off his back, I think. So he had no yeah, chance it's... to save it. It's a, like, bit of unlucky, uh, it's, it's a lot of uh, luck involved, obviously, the way his hand palmed it. 100%. You know, right next to him, which is a little bit of luck. But that's what you need in some of these games, you know, when you're down to 10 players. I think almost to a certain degree with, you know, each player stepping up to try and be the 11th man when we had, only had 10 on the field. You got Like the whole team's uh, strategy and statistics, we kind of closed the spaces better. Without, sure. you know, with 10 men, you know, everybody had to work a little bit extra into closing those open spaces and gaps for Newcastle to, to penetrate. And the, the guys put their body on the line. I, it, it was a great comeback, you know, it made my weekend. Uh, my weekend was pretty shitty, you know, as you know, I was traveling and uh, flights are delayed and I was running across terminals with kids and bags and, yeah, my bags never arrived, as you know. So, you know, to watch the Liverpool game and get a result like this, especially after being 1-0 down, and to top it off, I remember a certain Mark making jokes about Darwin Nunes. He's dangerous to the crowd because of his shooting, hey? This is always going to come back and haunt you, Mark. Look at that. Answers two goals. What's your thought on that? The moment that dude scored the first one, I thought, oh, lucky. Just don't score another. And he scored the second, and I closed my eyes, and I thought, you better be kidding me. Of all people, if it was Jota or Diaz or Salah, I was like, okay. But the fact that I don't rate him. And he goes and puts two like that. I'm like, she's others dude. So maybe maybe he's turned the corner. Maybe not. It's only one game. But to, to show that much skill and determination to go and win the game for your team, oh, I was I'm, I'm pretty, I was impressed with, with him for that game, I must say. He just came on and he's like, let me, let me turn this game on its head. Bang. Just like that. So I was impressed. But um, yeah, doesn't mean he's not going to start shooting people in the crowd again with, with those shots of his. But... <laughs> For that game, you did it right. You did it right. But listen, tell the people uh, what's going on. You, you you went on vacation on a lack of holiday, and I have more of a ten than you are. Where did you go to Alaska, or what's going on? You would think, hey, with the color of our skin tone. But no, yeah, I was out in Turkey for two weeks. Extremely hot. You know, normal temperatures, 45 degrees without any breeze. Extremely, extremely hot. But yeah, beautiful country, lots to do. Um, the, the kids got more of a tan than what I did. I managed to watch a bit of football, uh, but yeah, you got, I applied very good suntan lotion. I can see that. As you know, 
the first part you go red and then you go uh, uh, brown. And uh, yeah, had a good holiday. Uh, you look like you've had more of a holiday than me. You spent a lot of time in the sun over the weekend. I was I was on the beach all weekend long. First on, on the west coast and then on 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 Sunday, yesterday. Um almost forgot what day it is. Um yesterday as well in, in the sun on the beach and forgot to apply sunscreen and hence why I'm look looked like I I'm part of a, a wood on the fire or something. But anyway, you need to be careful with such a big head, you know, your head will burn. <laughs> <man. laughs> such a big squat. The sun that's, can't miss it. <laughs> that, that has a lot to do with your bad decision making when it comes to Man it's, United. You know what right? it's from? It's from a big brain, which is why I support Man United. It, it helps <laughs> with, you know, thinking real clearly. But anyway, <laughs> back to football. <laughs> your theory is questionable. <laughs> yes, back to football. Well, so, yeah, I think Darwin being on the bench and not starting, I think he had a point to prove to Klopp to sure. show, you know, you you know, I am the striker, you know, instead of that playing... Investing so much money in time and believing, sure. So, I, I think a little bit of the hunger, being out of the team, you know, he's had a lot of criticism about his finishing. It's probably been one of the the talking points is his finishing and his first touch. Uh, before he scored the first goal, he had an opportunity where the ball came across. The ball came at him really quickly. His first touch, he had two touches, and his third touch, he lost the ball. So, I think the next opportunity was slightly lucky where Jota put the through ball through and hit the defender. A little bit of a lucky break. The ball fell for him, took one touch, put it into the bottom of the corner. And then, great obviously, finish. The, great, the, finish. Great, great finish, right? Right in the corner. And literally, the, the winner was pretty much the same type of finish. Um Similar similar scenario where Salah put the through ball, great ball from Salah, nice way to yeah. pass. He didn't take a touch, he just smacked it straight back into the same corner. So, yeah, great finishing from Darwin. Everyone was delighted with the, oh, the winner. Not everyone, just you. Well, <laughs> mo most people that have sense and have proper teams, you know, we, we were delighted with the, the results. Especially uh, against a very difficult Magpies team. They were really well oh. set up. Um, I got a lot of respect for Eddie Howe and how he sets his teams up. You know, great side. They've invested well. They've done very good business. I think Newcastle will look danger. Definitely top five this season. Uh, great result to come back and, uh, yeah, get the three points. So far, three games, seven points. First game against Chelsea. Second game, three points. Third game, three points. So, yeah, looking good which is uh, coming back to the next talking points of uh, in one of our previous episodes. Mark, you and I uh, had our predictions on what we thought we would, uh, our sides would pull out after five games. And uh, let's hear, what is your analysis? Well, I think I got a couple uh, horribly wrong. Um, <laughs> it's the I same. You guys. You see, it's the same thing. Decision making. You're a Man United supporter, so I'm not yeah, surprised. Yeah, yeah, Please yeah. continue. <laughs> um, I mean, firstly, when Newcastle scored, and you guys went down to ten men, I thought, man, this is gonna—they're gonna run riot now, because Newcastle they have such high energy that I thought, man, these guys—it's tough to com compete with Newcastle with eleven on eleven. They just have such high energy. Eddie hours and playing amazingly. Um, and I thought, okay, it's done now. And you're going to win. That was against every... I bet you if you put cash on that game, you put a bet down, you've got some fantastic odds. Liverpool, 10 men at St. James's Park to go and win the game. 
ah, I should have done that anyway. Um, so I got that one wrong, which uh, it was shaping up to go that way. Unfortunately, I don't know. You guys pulled the rabbit out the out the hat. I don't know what what on earth happened there, but anyway. Um, so with that one wrong. I expected you to draw with Chelsea, so I got that one right. How many guys can call it call a draw? Though you also called the draw, so fair enough. Um, and then your second game, you guys played Bournemouth, was it? That's right. Yeah, and you beat them. With, with 10 men, McAllister got a red card, which obviously yeah, got I remember consumed, that. but we got the three so points. So you guys are setting a bit of a trend here with these red cards, eh? Filthy, <laughs> yeah. filthy three, three, three games, two red cards, one's been rescinded, one, it's soft, but it's legit, which won't get overturned. So we might be without Van Dijk for further disciplinary actions. You know, he yeah. couldn't really conduct himself in the proper manner. But yeah, so so far three games predictions I have got correct. Well, so if I you think about it right now, you in theory, yes, correct. Drawing, drawing one, winning two, and losing two. So you won your two. You just have to go lose the next two, and I'm styling. <laughs> so that's not going to happen, right? So we we three games in. Uh, we had Drew five next games. Again? We our so our first our first predictions, which uh, well, let's go for the first five games. I said that our Liverpool would finish on 13 points, and you said the same. You said Man United would finish on 13 points. And then yeah. you went on to say that your your opinion, after five games, Liverpool would be finishing with seven points. And I said, after five games, I say United would be finishing with nine points. So currently, as it stands, we on seven points. We've lived up to expectations, as per usual. Two more games to go, so I'm hoping to rub this in your face after the next two games. One talking point I do want to come back to where you were very sticky about the Spurs game. And I said, I really think Spurs will beat you. And you were like, no, mate, no way. It's not going to happen. So let's just talk about that because that's something that we haven't touched on as yet. What's your opinion on losing 2-0 against Spurs? Oh, man, that was that was a shocker. Um, you can you can look at the, the coach and say, you know what, you don't know what you're going to get from him because... He's never been in the Premier League before, and sure, he did well in Scotland, but he's not well known in, in world football, should you say, you know. Um, but he surprised us all, man. Look look at them. Even yesterday, they won 2-0 again, they, they, or this weekend, kept another clean sheet. Where do you know Spurs to keep clean sheets? doesn't happen. So they've kept two clean sheets on the bounce now. Um, and on on the way to it, they beat United. Um I didn't see that coming. Oh, losing to Spurs is a very difficult one to swallow because I always think Spurs know how to mess it up for themselves. Um, and they always, somehow they always catch a smack from Arsenal. And yet, they've given us tough times over the past five years. They gave us 6-1 at Old Trafford, you know, three or four, two or three seasons ago. Shockingly enough, we did go down to 10 men. I think Martial got sent off. But Spurs, um, I didn't see that coming. I... And you know what? We, we really played well for the first 10 or 20 minutes of that game. And then they scored on, on, on the counter and it all fell apart. I don't know what happened. We looked, we looked so tired. We looked so run down as if we play in our 50th game of the season. You know, comms, it was ridiculous. So, I, I don't know. It was just maybe... It's also the whole Mount, Mount Bruno Casemiro... It doesn't work right the balance, now. The balance no, isn't there yet. Mount makes the same runs as Rashford. Yeah. And I'm like, 
they, so often they're right next to each other. And I'm like, what's going on, James? <laughs> Mansa used to play on that left side, I think, for Chelsea. That, that, that's an issue. Um, between 10 and, and, and on the side, he's used yeah. to making that run down the left. And it's an issue. So anyway, now that we went back to our, our midfield from last season, Ericsson, Bruno, Case, we, we, we unfortunately went down again and again. We got caught on the counter for, for those yeah. two goals. Um, so our lightning, the forward line is so good for them. They, they'll do a right Nottingham Forest this, this season, but we were caught on the counter. But I think the fact that we have our tried and tested midfield from last year, it really went a long way. They know how they play. Just took a little while to get in the groove. And then we sort of found things again and remembered how we played last season and, and eventually stumbled over the line. Thank God. Well, I must tell you, I don't have any Man United players in my fantasy team because at the moment That's you guys you are never do well left, right and centre. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Luke Shaw was, was, was my best bet and obviously getting injured. I don't think anyone else is worth being in my team. So because you guys you, you guys are like a leaky tap. The, the goals just keep coming in at the moment. Um, yep. You've also yeah. conceded in every game that you've played. So what are you talking about? Yeah, we have. We have conceded. The first game against Chelsea, you know, we conceded one goal. Um, it Four is minutes. what it is. You know, Chelsea Chelsea actually played well on the day. I think we deserve to win that game. Football is you football. You would think so. Didn't you'd, work out like that. You'd have 10% of possession and you'd still say that you you, you think you, would have won, you should have won that game. Nah, come, let's be honest now. Nah. Let's talk statistics. <laughs> we, we actually played well. We did deserve that game. Whether you'll admit it or not, we did. Uh, Brighton, same thing. We played well with 10 players. And you know what? Yesterday against Newcastle. Brighton was Bournemouth. Bournemouth. Uh, Bournemouth. Yeah, sorry, excuse me. I made a mistake there. Yeah. Brighton would have charged yeah. you, my friend. You had 10 players. Brighton would have charged you. Well, Brighton's a very good side. Uh, yeah. I have them in high regard. The, the Zerbi's got them operating, you know, like a Champions League team. You know what I'm saying? So... I've got a lot of respect for them. I think they will definitely finish top six this season if they played the same as they did last season. Obviously, they need results from other teams as well. But yeah, interesting watch. Um, yeah, just to top it off with uh, our predictions, basically. So you currently have six points. I currently have seven points. So my prediction and your prediction is very similar. I'm looking forward to see how the last two game weeks uh, pan out so that we can analyze the final final data and I can take the piss out of you because that's what I love to do best. I, I agree. And, and right back at you. And I'm already, I'm afraid, I'm already wrong because I said we would have 13 and we can only get a max of 12 right now if we win the next two. That's Tough correct. one coming up this weekend against Arsenal. Um, you okay. can get 13. You can get there. You're still on track. But, um, yeah, I see a bit of, maybe a little bit of a stumble somewhere along the line, yeah. Maybe you pick up one win in a draw, I don't know. We'll see. Look, I must be honest, we, we can't actually, we can't actually afford injuries, to be honest with you. I think our team is still a little bit too thin. The quality is there, but if we have, for example, Virgil van Dijk being out of the red card, right? Matip has to come in. It changes our attacking formation, we want to play with three centre-backs oh. and push Trent up. Um, if we have injuries, I think that will set us back for sure. We haven't strengthened. 
we put Kwanzaa in. He actually did really well for the last couple of minutes of the game against Newcastle. He seems to be the fourth choice center back. And Phillips doesn't look like he's going to be sold, so he'll remain as the fifth. I still think that we are lacking in numbers, especially in midfield. I know Klopp's thinking behind possibly not getting another midfielder in. He sees Steven Pasecic as a number six, which I think would be a great fit. However, you know, the past seasons have proved with us having injuries, we don't have that, that squad depth like hmm. we used to, especially with, you know, like I've said previously, you know, Hendo and Fabinho going out, you know, that's also weakened the team somewhat in terms of experience. Our new boy coming in, Endo, uh, he looks like a monster. Hey, well, what a player. Before him signing, I must be honest, I've never heard of him before. Uh, doing a lot of research, just checking that he was the Japanese captain and for Sukkot as well. He, he was just a natural fit. The way he came into the game against Bournemouth, you know, that, that it wasn't on the script for him to come on like that. He would have probably got a cameo of 10 minutes. Playing with 10 men, him having to fill the gap, I think he did really well. Again, over the weekend, he did really well. So he looks like an, a, a natural fit. He, he, he knows, you know, the philosophy of what we're going to do. And for a player to come in and only have like two or three training sessions and have the philosophy of what Klopp is trying to do, you know, it speaks volumes for, for his character, you know. And he's yeah. 30 years old as well. It's not the type of profile player that Liverpool mm. are looking for nowadays. We're looking for the younger players, you know, like you've seen with uh, Casado and Lavia, which is obviously our, our first and second choice, which we didn't end up getting any. They both went to Chelsea. So Ender was a little bit of a surprise signing for us. But it brings that uh, experience that we're lacking with Hendo and Milner moving on to greener pastures, so to speak. And I've sure. been impressed so far. I think he, he will do well this season, but he won't be able to play 50-odd games. So I see Stefan Pasecic as probably the second number six. Trent as well filling that position. I think it's going to be a, a, a squad rotation within that position. I still think we need to buy another player in mid midfield. Currently, what what uh, the news that I've seen, Liverpool and Man United are both in for Gravenberg. Uh, it is he's a great player, but you know Bayern Munich have been reluctant to sell, so we'll see what develops from that. Other than that, we need another defender. To be honest with you, I think we need another you know experienced defender. But with the transfer window coming to a close in the next couple of days, I don't see it happening. It's going to be an interesting season. Uh, looking forward to it. I'm so glad football's back. You know, obviously, when football's not on, no one's happy. Uh, what What are your views? Like, who do you think Man United are going to get over the line in the next couple of days? Um, we'll see. It's 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 difficult. Um, I just want to touch on on what you said there on on Liverpool. Yes, surprisingly enough, Endo has done a job. Like jokes aside, coming in, not knowing the team, not knowing the league, not knowing Klopp's tactics. And Klopp does play, you know, there's a very high demand. So his, his tactics are high energy. And for this dude to come in and be so solid in the midfield, very impressed. Um, so your scouting department's done well there. That's something that I think United still need to work on big time is having a proper scouting department, which I think we're getting to. So I'm going to spot some guys, but we still link to anything and everything that has ever touched Ajax or his Dutch. If, yeah. if they... Played for Ajax at one stage, i.e. Gravenberg. He's linked to United. Um, 
if if he's Dutch, he's linked to United, which is okay. But you also just want the best quality. If he's if he's great, cool. Um, so hopefully we move away from that in future if they're not the best quality. Uh, who are we going to get in? Tricky because obviously you touched on Luke Shaw being injured, which sucks for all our, our fantasy Premier League uh, teams. But we linked to Alonso from Barca, who just left Chelsea. And we also, surprisingly enough, we linked with Regulon, who we had an opportunity to sign two or three seasons ago, a little more than that, I think three or four seasons ago. But I think Madrid wanted to buy back clause at that time, so we pulled out and he went to, to Spurs. Okay. Um, so surprisingly enough, we linked with him again. Um, yeah, it's, 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 I think we'll take anyone that, that is, is forward-thinking as, as a left-back right now because Malassia's injured, Shaw's injured. Uh, it's, it's, it's tricky. Yeah, it's a bit of a, a hole to cover. So that's quite interesting that you linked with uh, Alonso. You know, he does have Premier League experience. Big time. He's got a good left foot. However, he's not the quickest, and that's not really a Ten Hag player. Ten sure. Hag likes players with pace, so it's it's an interesting it's an interesting one there one. It is. So we'll have to see how that comes to to pass. Also, he's not you know he's not not a youngster anymore. Um, so is he going to have that high energy that that we want or need? Exactly. I don't know. So yeah, we'll we'll have to see. We linked another left left back and for. For whatever reason, I cannot think who it was, but um, yeah, we, we need to replace him at least a, a short term for now because apparently uh, Shaw will only be back in November. Malassia apparently very similar; he's out for many more weeks, so it's a problem. We're playing obviously playing Diogo Delo there, who's naturally a right right back, um, but he's doing a good job on the left. But it's not his natural position, so he may get caught out now and again. We go yeah, play Arsenal this weekend and. It may be maybe a, a position that they target because he's not a natural left back. Yeah. So we'll just have to see how how it all gets, you know, how it all comes to together. Yeah, and he also tends to cut in from the left. He tends to cut in as well. Where whereas where he's played on the right previously and done a great I job, in, yeah. getting down the line, getting the crosses cool. in. I think I think he's a versatile player. I think he'll serve a purpose yeah, for yeah. now. But definitely, I think that is one of the positions that. You know your scouting team and your Man United actually need to fill that hole because that potentially is your your weak point, and I think a lot of teams will take advantage of that. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next couple of days in the transfer market. If yeah, you we over the, anyone over the line. Sure, we also have the youngster Fernandez um, for the left back, but he's uh, he's not ready yet. You see, he was on the bench. Uh, this this past weekend, but not ready to to jump up and and play a role just yet. I think, but it's good that he's part of the the first team, and we'll see how it all goes. So yeah, and then of course this weekend, big game, Arsenal Manchester United, which I will be at. So that'll be fantastic. Oh, really? You know, I'm flying I'm to London. Now. Wow! Now Friday, and uh, rock and roll for the game on Sunday. Oh, I'll make sure we do a vlog, and uh, yeah, stay tuned. You'll see uh, a vlog of the whole Arsenal trip. Yeah, so um, for some of the fans that are uh, not aware, this is something that we are looking into, is, uh, you know, watching games live and obviously doing podcasts live. You know, uh, so today's it's going to be a little bit of a rivalry. Um, Mark is going to be meeting up with Dimitri, an Arsenal fan, you know, good friends from the U.S., so uh, we might even introduce the, uh, 
Dimitri in as a guest with a, a live feed. And it should be interesting. I know uh, Dimitri's got some massive views about Arsenal. He thinks Arsenal are the best team. <laughs> the world. He's, he's a little bit delusional like the Man United fans, but you oh, know, it's great entertainment. Come on Sunday. I've got Saka in my team, in my fantasy team. I think he's going to give me some points. Um, let's see how it goes. Yeah, he's... he's... Is the penalty taken? Let's hope we don't have uh, give up a penalty. Um, because also in my team, but I'll be alright if he scores. Uh, if he blanks him and Martinelli, I'll be okay with that. Um, <laughs> I'll take I'll take low low fantasy points this week if it means that uh, United do a, do a job in Arsenal. It would be, be a pretty tough uh, game. But yeah, it would be great if Salabia gets a, a clean sheet and Saka gets a goal. Nah. I'll be happy with my team then. No, no, let's 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 be real now. Come on, uh, <laughs> and we're not. Doing, I mean, we had a great win, but it's not like we're flying high, so it's going to be tricky. I mean, they also drew. They drew yeah. a team in Fulham, so both teams are thinking look, look are looking to you know really get started, really build build some wins. Um, so yeah, well, let's see how it goes. It's going to be a cracking game, and I cannot wait to be there. So you uh, are you still sticking with your predictions? You went I to the to I said them, so they're there. They're, they're there in, in, in full view for everyone to see. So I'm going to be short at least one point if we win the next two. Yeah. Is it likely we win the next two? Oh, I don't know not. so much, but hey, I, think I think you'll be lucky to get a draw at Arsenal. Uh, Arsenal, again, you know, everyone's making the jokes that they're the bottling team, but they did well, I really... I called the draw. I called the draw for Arsenal, you but did. I need a win now to get near the points, but I did call a draw. In all fairness, you did call a draw. Uh, I think United will be lucky to get a draw. Everyone's hoping for an Arsenal win. Sorry, that's everyone. why that game pans out. That's you. <laughs> <laughs> Me and every other Liverpool supporter. Like, and obviously, Arsenal Gunner supporters will be sharing my sentiment. You know, we all have our problems. Obviously, you, you're voicing all yours right now for everyone to see. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's that's a, a great show that's going to come up for all, all of our our fans and subscribers. Looking forward to that video of the live game. It's going to be a great game. I'm sure the the stadium's going to be electrifying. Rocking, I'm uh, sure. Can't can't wait to for Sunday to roll on. It's going to be a great game of football. Great rivalry. Yeah. Roll on Sunday, I say, hey. She cannot wait. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be probably pretty uh, tired and gonna party, and and I'm only there for you know three or four days, so it's short, short stay. But um, we'll catch up, and then Sunday's the big day, and whether we win or not, I'm sure I'll make the most of it. And man, it's just gonna be great to be there. I haven't, I haven't been to a, a Premier League game in 12 years. Funny enough, the last time I went was. To the Emirates, I watched Arsenal versus the City. Okay. And the other, the other funny, funny side of it was Arteta scored the winner. They won one 0 and he scored the winner for Arsenal. And here he is managing Arsenal. Um, oh, right. This time, I hope I bring better luck to my own team, to the other side of Manchester, the real side of Manchester, and hopefully we uh, come away with a victory. <laughs> let's hope you don't get a victory, but for oh. your case, let's let's hope for oh. a good game. Nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. So, Kazi, tell me what what happens now if uh, if Salah leaves to Saudi? Mark, well, that's a it's a valid question and it's a real good talking point. I think 
for all of the clubs where the transfer window is closed, there's a great opportunity for the Saudi Pro League to come in. And they've, they've proved that they can do it. They come and splash the cash. You know, money talks. They can come in and turn heads. It's, it's a difficult one because if you use if you lose a player like Salah when the Premier League's transfer window is closed, it's going to be extremely difficult within the squad to try and you know plug that hole. Do I think it's going to happen? No. Salah's previously come out and said that you know he's committed to Liverpool. He's contracted with us. He's got a two-year contract, so he's our player. Klopp has also come out in various. Um, broadcast and say and said that you know if it does happen the answer is no Liverpool are not entertaining it so I'm glad that you know he's put it out there that this is our stance however you know they, they've proved that they can come out with a massive bid do I think it'll happen this season will it, will it happen this season I don't think so personally yeah, I probably not. With the losses that we've already had, I don't see Liverpool letting a player like Salah leave now. Yeah. Although, you know, money does talk, but it remains to be seen. I don't think he'll go. But you never know. It's a, it's a huge problem for all teams where the Saudi Pro League come in, they have massive ammo, they can just splash the cash. So I think for every team, you know, there's a risk where you could potentially lose a good player. And, you know, obviously Salah's in the headlines at the moment. I would be gutted if he goes. You know, it's, there's nothing I mean, to be goes. He's your best player by far, and always has been. <laughs> At least you're honest about that, you know. You would be happy that he leaves, and he has been the best player by far. I'm sure you've captained him. Liverpool player. That was a lot of fantasy Premier League, right? <laughs> he must have been your captain for three seasons in a row. Uh, I'd have him in now and again, you know. Bruno would always be my captain, but yeah. There was a time when you needed Salah in your team, let's be real. He's, I think he slays the record for the most amount of points in a, in a FPL season. So yeah, yeah, he does. You needed him, or you were going to fall behind. Yeah. So, so just to answer your question, I don't think he'll go. There is a risk for every team to lose, you know, a player of that stature. Liverpool have made their stance; he's not for sale. So at this point in time, I'm quite happy with what the club has done and what they've said. It, this is football; anything can happen, right? So you can't say it's not going to happen. It's proven football. Anything can happen. I hope he doesn't go. I think he'll stay. But let's see what happens from there. Yeah, I don't think he's going to leave this season. I think it's too late in the window, and you've lost too many other personnel, to, you know, too many other players. Um, and even if it's a record bid, I think Salah will have to come out and say, "I want to leave. I want to go." Otherwise, Klopp will say, "That's cool. Pay that next season, um, and you can have him or, or whatever." But um, you never know. The owners, if if they you know if they're bit enough, maybe the owners' heads get turned and they're like, "He's got to go." Then for that amount of money, since you know these days football's turning into a business, unfortunately. That's but um, I don't I don't see him going. I, I see him staying at least one more season, which is the bummer for for us or for anyone because we want to see Liverpool suffer. But and if he goes, trust me, you'll suffer. But um, yeah, let's see how it goes. It, it should be entertaining. The last few days of the transfer window will be interesting. I'm sure United will still get someone in. He might not be the best because Glazonomics doesn't allow you to go and buy yourself a, a top draw um, replacement. We're still looking for that defensive midfielder, and I'm still hoping we get Amrabat. But we'll I see. see. I see he's not part of the Florentina squad for no. the 
Europa game. So he's not training with them. He's not he's not registered because he's been waiting for us to sign him since June. Talk about a player that that is is dedicated to United. He's not even our player. But you know what, Ray? That's when 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 United come to town, you don't have a choice. You just you put your stuff down and you say, "I'll wait for you, no matter what." That's that's the kind of pool that Manchester United have. One day, oh, one God. day you may get to that level where you have players saying, "Cool, I don't want to be registered this season. I'm not going to train with you guys. I'm waiting yeah. for the ultimate team to come sign me." I get it. I would probably do the same. I don't blame him. Is what I'm trying to say. I hear what you're saying. Just don't forget that he he is also there's also talks of him coming to Liverpool, by the way. So you know, you never know. We might pull another fast one like we did with Cody Gupko. There was so much talk and about Nunes. him saying to United and, and Darwin Nunes. So, you know, we might pull this rug from underneath the United's feet once again. It's gonna be an interesting finish to the transfer no, season. Sure. As you said. It's football. Anything can happen. He may end up signing for you guys, but that'll only be the case if United don't get it done. It's not that's not because we're still in the race for him, because you'd never yeah. do that. Why would yeah. you choose Liverpool over May United? You must be insane. That's so true. he won't do that. So he he's gonna <laughs> wait until deadline day and then we'll see. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you cracked me up because uh, we proved Time and time again, that we've got to pull over you with Gupko. Oh, I don't know about over you. You've got some pull. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, it's, you it's, make me laugh. One pans out. Hopefully, it's in our favor, but you never know. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Well, that was a good chat, my cousin. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed that as, as usual. Um, thank you, everyone, for joining us. We really appreciate it. It means a lot to us. If you liked it, Please share it with your friends or others that you think will enjoy it. Um, comment, let us know what you want to hear from us, and we'll be happy to, uh, to look into that. Uh, we're at The Red Divide on YouTube. You can catch us. Um, email us if you want, thereddivide7 at gmail.com. Happy to chat, and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. See you guys. Cheers, guys. Cheers, my See you in the next episode. Peace. Ciao.